Welcome back to the Rise at Home podcast. The place where we share all the tea, all the laughs, all the failures and all the successes on our journey to financial freedom. My name's Amma. I'm Travis. I'm Money Mikes. And you're listening to Rice at Home. Hi guys, welcome back to the Rice Home podcast. Um, I don't know what episode it is. However, <laughs> we are back with the guys back in the building. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I just finished uni. I'm out of here, man. I can start my life properly. Happy days, man. Happy days. Yeah, I'm happy to be recovered, back in action. Episode 74, by the way. Yeah. No, it's not. It must be 75. Oh, yeah, it will be. 75 or 76, because I don't have the last two. Yeah, one of those two. But, yeah, happy (laughs) to be back in action, because, obviously, I was gone for a minute. But, yeah. Cool. Um, So, basically, we're going to be talking about myths, breaking some myths today. Hustle myths, to be exact. Um, there's just a lot of stupidness going on <laughs> on the internet. Um, basically telling people how they should do things, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Um, when in fact, some things are just blatantly wrong. Um, some things are a little bit more subjective. Yeah. But we're going to debunk a few things today. Right, let's get into it. I mean, I think the main one that everyone is aware of and everyone is kind of up in arms against is this whole notion that you you can't sleep if you're on the way to success or rich people don't sleep or uh, you can sleep when you're dead the money doesn't sleep so why should I yeah like any kind of variation of that and then the video of Steve Harvey um, he was talking about oh yeah rich people don't sleep oh, do you think I, I got rich by sleeping blah 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 and then you know the next week his show gets cancelled so <laughs> maybe he should have slept <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the Stevie Har- uh, the Stevie Harvey thing <laughs> Stevie um, no the Steve Harvey thing really was just a bit wild but I don't think you should have taken him literally I don't think that's what he was actually saying because I watched the whole video and towards the end I actually got his point in terms of like sleeping on opportunities and stuff like basically what he was saying is like oh yeah whilst you're sleeping um while you're sleeping and let's say you're a trader I don't know why he came to that conclusion but like he's like the stock market's already been up if you wake up at 8 the stock market's already been up for like 2 hours um, people have already yeah. been putting in their trades and you haven't um, what are you doing da, 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 da. I feel like it was more of a metaphor I'm not going to take him literally because that's stupid of course rich people sleep and to be honest people who sleep the, you know better than others will be more productive and do better anyway I think that's just my opinion I mean I understand the merit of waking up early but did, like didn't he say something along the lines of rich people don't sleep for 8 hours yeah he yeah. was saying something like oh if rich people don't sleep for 8 hours why do you and I'm like and then Chris, Chrissy Teigen replied oh no I don't sleep for 8 hours I sleep for 12 yeah like, I was going to say that like, was the point of me getting rich if I can't get all the sleep that I need to yeah and I think that's like a that's a um that's a myth in um, in and of itself because surely when you get to the point of being rich the whole point is that you preserve that wealth by 
and your energy to get more wealth. So you would pay someone to do the stuff that would make you have to get up early in the first place, no? Personally, like in the beginning, I thought, yeah, you know, you have to wake up early and you just have to get everything done by like 9 a.m. And then after that, you just do whatever. And I'm like, do you know what? It really depends on your lifestyle and how you work as a person, because some people work great in the morning. Other people don't. Some people work great after the gym session. Some people want to die after the gym and do not recover the whole day. Like you, your physiology, your body, how you are, completely different to everyone else. I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your life. I'm just gonna tell you to at least have a few hours out of your day to be productive and to do the things that you need to do. That's the main thing, but telling people how, when to sleep, that's wild because if medical professionals are really telling people they need to get seven or eight hours of sleep, otherwise they're killing themselves slowly every single day. Um, I think I'm gonna listen to a medical professional yeah well i am going to tell people what to do because what you'll find is at the very top quote unquote the top where people are doing this four hour five hour thing there's a whole bunch of drug use that comes along with it and that's why they're able to do that and that's completely unsustainable that's like that's why they're able to function at such a high level because they're all on adderall and or cocaine um and that's yeah that's why they can do that for a while but it's not sustainable for the rest of us we're not able to function at that level on five hours of sleep and so again it's hustling backwards it's not sustainable they have done multiple studies and they found that rounded to a whole number the amount of people that can sleep for eight hours and not be cerebrally affected to a point where they're not as effective mentally is zero percent of the population rounded to a whole number so get your eight hours of sleep because it, it, there's there's no sense in not getting eight hours of sleep it affects every level of everything you do it stops you from performing at your highest mentally it stops your body from performing at its highest it slows down cell growth it makes you fat and weak and unhappy and lazy and slow like there's there's nothing to be gained from not sleeping eight hours a night facts big facts <laughs> that's really it like sleep okay <laughs> sleep okay um what else is there oh gosh this one um you know alongside the no sleep when you're not sleeping you have to be doing something so it means you should be working all the time and if you have a break if you breathe out of place you are wrong and you should be banished <laughs> yeah. and that is just utterly stupid that is dumb as the days go by i've come to realize that people are accumulating crap loads of wealth doing a quarter of what you do in your day in your day job mm. you're working eight hours a day they're working two hours a day and they're making more than you i'm not saying this as an insult but two hours a day of work of focused work can bring you a lot of this, your perceived success mm. when done over and over again you don't have to do 12 to 15 to 20 hours of work a day it's just if you don't even have the capacity to do that if you're trying to build something um, outside of your day job you don't have those hours so when you're telling someone they need to work 20 hours a day when they have a day job you're basically telling them you're, you're stuck in this in this rut you can't yeah. get out basically yeah 
it's yeah, it's, it's a catch twenty two because if you have a day job and you're trying to build a hustle and you and you're trying to get eight hours of sleep, it's, it's virtually. How impossible. many hours left? There's really only eight hours left. You're not taking into it, account. It requires you to be more organised than the average person. The only way you could do that is if you lived exactly where you worked, and you didn't, and food was always prepared for you. Like that's the only way you could do that sustainably. I mean, I have this big thing against commuting anyway. I personally believe that people should avoid commuting at all costs. It doesn't do anything for anyone. Like, if unless you literally work in the city and you don't want to pay city rent, because who does? You should find a job that's near you, or you should move to your job. You you should be able to walk or bike to your job. In my opinion, having to commute for an hour every day is a colossal waste of time and energy. It now it takes and, a lot of energy out of you. And not just that, but I, I always encourage people that, okay, let's say you're getting paid £15 an hour, or that's what is stated, add your commute to your journey and see how much you're really being paid per hour because that counts. Mm. And that's the real value that, that's being given to you. But yeah, that's a kind of separate little rant. But um, <laughs> I feel like this thing about the desire to be busy and appear busy at all times is a race to the bottom and it's very simple if I told you that you could have a BMW 3 Series 19 plate for £18,000 or for £2,000 would you rather be the person that spends £2,000 or £18,000 because we're all in this race to constantly be busy mm. we're spending 18 hours doing something that could be done in two or we're trying to show that we're busy 18 hours of the day whilst we're doing all this not sleeping because the money doesn't sleep and people who are working two hours a day are having similar results than us we're not significantly better off even though we're more overtly busy yeah and that's the problem that hustle port has created yeah and you know again with shout out to Gary Vee but <laughs> some of the things that he does say is like yo bro like I was working 15 hours a day but that's because that's what I love and because I guess his hustle requires that mm. or I don't even know why he works 15 hours a day to be honest I don't know why but he loves his job and so because he loves his job that's just what that's just what he wants to do I mean don't get me wrong I I love what I do like musically I know I've definitely sat at a computer for hours on end forgotten to eat forgotten to shower done nothing and I can also say even though I loved every minute of that I can do that for maybe a week maybe two and after that it's burnout and pain and then there's another it's like a week and a half of not being able to really do anything properly yeah so that like the, the upside and the downside that it's low ROI because ultimately you basically squash four weeks of work into two and then you spend the next two weeks recovering when you could rather just have a sustainable energy yeah Yeah. do it for four weeks and that way you don't lose momentum by having to stop every two weeks or you know alternatively like I said most of the people who do this at a high level do drugs so you could do that and then deal with the consequences in ten years yeah don't do drugs kids um yeah your body your choice (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's it's very I don't know it's, it's a dangerous precedent um, to say that you have to be constantly working um, because again especially if you go back and look at the reason why for example if you're working for yourself or you're building a business why are you doing that in the first place surely the reason you want to build a business is because you want to get paid based on value of them your time you want to get paid for 
what you for the results that you provide for someone rather than the, the step by step things that you do mm. it's a it's a wholesome thing and it's it's a, it's a I guess it's a performance orientated business it's not a time orientated business so um, for you to be working like mad hours it's just it's counterproductive mm. counterproductive you might as well just go back to your job because facts because if it was just about the money yeah you would be in a job yeah but you're not you're not there just for the money that, exactly that's, that's exactly it and for the most part when you start your business you're not going to be making crazy money so if it really is about I want to get this money I want to get this money go and do your 8 hours for your employer what's the point you know just you don't have enough the career yeah. you, don't, you don't have enough energy left to, to scale you might as well <laughs> give yourself some safety and security yeah I feel like um, oftentimes though it comes there's like a competition especially if you're around a lot of other um, entrepreneurs other people that are self-employed or freelancing there's a, there's a lot of competition like oh if you're sleeping this person's gonna take your business or someone you, you feel like they might be looking at you as like oh if you haven't got you haven't got the heart for it you should give up right now on your dream you're not gonna make it kind of thing um, and I think that that does come into play so we can't ignore the fact that there are other factors it's not just people wanting to be like to kill themselves but they they have like these insecurities about people taking their spot or not being able to catch up to so and so or blah 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 and those are also very real concerns but at the same time like if you're doing you'll sleep I'll sleep when I'm dead then you'll probably die sooner than all those people anyway if you're working too hard your hands will fall off and then you won't be able to work anymore so yeah nah I mean like the other day I saw a poll on Twitter when someone was like, would you give your strong arm to like, if you're right-handed, your right arm for five million pounds? And most people were voting no. That tells me that on some level, most people understand the concept that health matters more than money and there's no price that you can place upon it. Mm. However, However, when it comes to their everyday, practical, daily lives, people ignore that principle. And they chase after the... The money, and most of these people aren't even making money like that but they, they chase after the money thinking yes sacrifice my health now it will all pay off in the long run and it, it usually doesn't to it, be honest I don't think it does um, even I've seen someone say um, oh yeah like you have to focus all your energy into one thing you know if you if you chase enough the money then go after the money and that's it your health is probably going to deteriorate if it's wealth then um I'm sorry if it's health then you're probably not going to make that much money um if it's relationships you're probably not going to have any money or any like i'm like are you serious like are, are you reducing humanity to just one thing they can only focus on really that's that's really stupid like an hour a day an hour four times a, a, a week that's your health good eat yeah. good please just stop eating takeout you'll save more money anyway if you're working towards that health that wealth thing and then, you know, I guess sort out your finances some other way, whether it is going, you know, to a job or building an online business or investing or whatever. Can you not juggle your life? And it's not like all of those things are going to take out so much of your time every single day. They're actually not. Mm. People just can't. People just don't know what time management is. Yeah. They just have no idea. And um, I even wanted to stress 
about the bu- being busy thing and like being productive. Even the word, like even the phrase being productive, just because you're doing things, that doesn't mean you're productive. It's about doing the right things. Yeah, being productive. The measure of productivity is what did your efforts produce? It's not how much busyness did you show everyone. That's. So if you're not doing the right things, then it doesn't really matter. You're not going to get rich. Yeah. Changing your sheets. Being busy isn't just inefficient, it's actually lazy. You're too lazy to do the strategic work of planning your time properly so that you can be effective for a short amount of time. And this is the thing, no one's ever really doing deep work. Most people are, you know, task-switching and scrolling Instagram and Twitter while they're doing their work anyway, rather than focusing. Whereas if they understood that if you focus for two hours a day, really intensely without distractions you probably achieve just as much if not more yeah I think there is an, an element of vanity to it as well wanting to be seen as the person that's busy wanting to be seen as the person that doesn't have time because when you don't have time you look like you're so much it's kind of I don't know I because I used to do it myself so when I there was a time when I, was, I used to work nights and stuff and like people always be like oh you work nice and I'll be like oh yeah I'm so tired I'm so tired but the money's good though you know what I mean like at the end and I'll always it always be that be like oh yeah at the end of the month yeah when I get paid or at the end of the week I just get paid weekly it'll be a case of yeah oh the money's good though because it, it, it was like a vanity thing I wasn't happy waking up like at ungodly hours to go to work but then when people would say when people would see me at I don't know 5am posting my snap they'll be like oh you're at work at this time and it's kind of like yeah that's me I'm hustling I'm hustling but it's it's just vanity yeah. it's just you want to be seen as that hard worker you want to be seen as that person that you don't sleep you know what I want to be seen as the person who does an hour work a day and is making bucks and can do whatever the, I can watch Netflix I can can binge Netflix shows if I want to. I still did what I needed to do. Yeah, I'm day. so glad my mentality's changed because at the end of the day, what it was, it was a thing where if you were seen to be working mad hard, people respected you. But that's not it. And people understood. I. Good. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I don't want to be respected. My work. I want you to see. I don't, I don't, I want you to not see what I do and see the results and think, how has he done that? How have you done that? Like when I told, I told, I told my friend, um, cause I got this new client, I told my friend about it and I explained to him what I was doing and how, how much of the deliverables I was delivering for the amount that yeah. it was. And he was like, what? Just for that? I was like, yeah. He was like, how? Like, how, how can I do this? And I was like, oh, you have to learn the skills. He was like, cool, I can write. I can do this. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, My I, guy I said I can write. It doesn't matter if you can write. That doesn't mean you're a copywriter. What? I know English. <laughs> <laughs> this is my second language. I can do that. Like, nah, that, that feels so much better than someone respecting your hustle. Yeah. Like and when, even knowing what you do. When people don't understand your value, care. but someone else understands your value, mm. that's great. Mm. What? The right person with the right money <laughs> to give you the right payback. What's the next one? Um. Oh Jesus. Okay. Uh, this one's a sensitive one. Uh-oh. Um, multi-level marketing. <laughs> I think this is a good time to say my testimony. Oh wow! I joined ACN twice in the, 
the first time I was just I was very loud of it well, I would be a millionaire this this that like come and join me on my journey my entrepreneurial da, 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 da. the second time I was very quiet because I was going to prove everyone wrong <laughs> and it didn't slap yeah that, that did not turn out the way I thought what happened Oh, it's the same thing. I lost all my money and, <laughs> and that was the end of it. <laughs> no one wanted to buy anything. <laughs> that couldn't recruit people. I recruited what, one person? So many guys were doing it first year, man. So many guys. Um, for me, multi-level marketing, I actually realized that my sister has been involved in a, a few and I didn't even know. But I was just seeing stuff around the house. Turns out she was in Avon and some other stuff too. Um, Avon's a good one, is it though? I'm not. The thing is, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with multi-level marketing. But you have to understand what you're getting yourself into. You can't just assume that you're gonna be rich in a blink of an eye. That's not how it works. Because especially some of the older ones. The people have made the money already like there's only so many people you can recruit now because everyone basically knows where it is and if they haven't been recruited then they clearly don't want to do it mm. and force people who have already been presented the opportunity to do it so what you're gonna how are you gonna go from there um now some of the newer ones i actually do i'm not necessarily saying i'm doing them but i do agree in them especially ones that are actually teaching you a skill as well as having that you know multi-level marketing aspect to it as well let's say trading trading is a skill it's a high income skill that will feed you for life now if you're in you know one of those multi-level marketing um businesses that does a skill i i recommend you go into that if that's what you want to do because at the end of the day you're actually getting the tools that a lot of people don't have access to organized knowledge to learn how to do this properly and again another extra incentive is that you can earn money passively by getting other people into this opportunity yeah. however you also have a, a massive sorry to interrupt you also have a massive pool of people that are like like-minded in some extent some people won't be some people are just in it for the money but if you do want to learn trading if you do join a uh, a multi eleven market scheme that focuses around a trading product or training you how to trade basically teaching you how to trade then you have a, a community of people that are doing it and you've automatically tapped into that which is amazing it's hard to find communities for things yeah specific for specific things like that yeah I mean when it comes to network marketing etc I'm a fan of the idea of network marketing I don't like pyramid schemes basically um not just because of my experience but like retrospectively now knowing how it works and that it's something like the exact number I think was 3% of people who join those things experience success and by success I mean making a profit 3% so it's a very low percentage shot to take and yeah like the amount it's like um, I was listening to three shots the other day and Mr. Spurs was saying the amount of people that have made six figures from it in the UK is 36 (laughs) in the entire country like People have been running these schemes for time. Like my mom used to do Avon, like time. I'm tw- I'm 22. I remember being like five and seeing an Avon magazine because my mom was doing. So this, these things have been around for forever. 36 people 
In 15 years, I'm fine, thank you. When Avon, the first people to come up with scratch and sniff, my grandma used to get the magazines and like you used to scratch the page and you could smell the perfumes. That's I like, thought that was amazing. Like, I, feel, I feel like there's a way in which it can be very sustainable, especially even the ones, more especially, even the ones where there's a product that's not really focused. Do you know what I mean? Even the ones where it's like, oh yeah, let's let's have a, a a makeup party, but the makeup party is just to invite you guys to sell makeup to more people, <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Even those ones. Um, I mean, the way I see it, people. Okay, so a Ponzi scheme is basically there was a point in time where people would set up these investment funds and they'd get people to invest. And then they get new people to invest and they use the money from the new people to pay back the old people. Yeah. To me, that's effectively what the most of these pyramid schemes are. Yeah. It's a thing where they're using the money from the new people, except people aren't getting paid back. So it's, it's even worse than a Ponzi scheme in my mind. It's basically just free money for the people who come up with the products because all they've done is you've guaranteed them some sales. They make the product, you buy it upfront and then try and sell it on. Mm-hmm. Um, or try and profit from it and it's kind of up to you I'm a, I'm a fan of betting on yourself I just don't think that's the most efficient way to go about it um, like I said like if you're learning a skill and if you're get, getting a library of resources through this 100% go for it because mate you're going to be lucky if you can get you know what you have in, at such a capacity you know, organized knowledge is hard, and especially with trading, there's so many different strategies to use, so many different tools and stuff, so many different ways to make money. If you have a library of things and you know available to you, I say go for it. Um, however, if you're just focusing on just bringing people on, bringing people on, and really um, kind of just ignoring the real opportunity that you have, which is learning a skill um, and just kind of trying to create passive income that way I feel like you're not going to get that much success because at the end of the day with let's say trading ones that's going to be more effective if you actually become a successful trader and no one there's no numbers there's not there's nothing stopping you from becoming a successful trader which is why I like that like you're not bound by the company to become a successful trader that's on you now you becoming successful in the company that's on them mm. but then they're still on you but at least like you can learn all the stuff and be successful outside of the company I think that's that's why I appreciate you being able to learn a skill within the confines of a multi-level marketing business I mean that is literally just like a it's like a training course with a nice community that's basically what you're that's basically what you're doing yeah um, and with the potential to be an affiliate as well I guess I guess that's really all they're doing, yeah. Yeah. I'll be, uh, to be fair, from the way you guys describe it, I'll be fine with it as long as they market it, market it as what it is. Oh, yeah. I, I think they I do. Think for they the do. Like, there was a guy um, at uni, and obviously I, I kind of, I clocked what he was trying to, um, to to sell me. I was like, okay, this is cool. But like, the way he sold it, it, was, it wasn't like, a, it wasn't, any false promises it wasn't like oh look at this guy he's made this then like you're this. gonna be, you're gonna do it too no he, I he think it's really presenting the opportunity right it, it reminded me of what we do oh yeah we presented an opportunity another outlook at, like okay what do you want what if there what if I said there was another way to get it mm-hmm. what if we could give you the tools to get it it was a, that's really it. Similar, tools. similar thing to what we say here do you know what I mean 
So like I, I can't knock that. That's that's exactly what you should be doing. But a lot of them don't don't do that. I know, yeah, I know the, the ACN guys, yeah, especially in first year, they were very on this thing. Like, look, my boy is making this much money. Come come to Wembley with me. Come to Wembley, come to Wembley with me. And they will never tell you where you're going. They'll yeah. just send you a location. They yeah. will, there nice. will be come no to this flyer. Wear a suit. There'll be no flyer, no nothing. So you just have no idea. You're just entering a room and all of a sudden it's church. Yeah. And they're screaming and there's music. Oh. Like who's ready to give your, who's ready to give your life to um to <laughs> <Yeah. ACM? laughs> Um I Yeah. Am. For me, I, I got tricked. I'm, I'm going to say it. I got tricked oh into going to an ACNB and I thought it was a networking event and it was not. Did you go to two? Um, no. Oh. No, I did not. Just one. Um, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but this is not for me. Um, but yeah. Anyway, just to round that one up, I think it kind of depends on... <sighs> I don't even know what it depends on, but <laughs> to, to be honest... I personally think if you're going to go for anything, if there's a skill that you can learn and there's organized knowledge for you to tap into and experts that you can tap into easily, like people who are earning seven, six, seven, eight, nine figures from whatever you're doing, you can get direct access to them. Um, yeah, go ahead and do it because you can actually be ex- um, successful outside of them. However, if you're kind of late in the game and again 3% of people are successful I don't know if this is the best thing for you to do however if you want to do it no one's gonna, no one's gonna knock you for doing it either so this is just our opinions there's no there's nothing stopping you from doing what you want to do so yeah moving on from that um, yeah I think one one thing another one thing why can't I speak <laughs> another one thing um, that people um, I think this is more prominent like in tech and, and startups like that like uh, like funded companies is the idea of that you should um, move fast and break things have you heard that before I think it's Mark Zuckerberg's quote and it was just it's just the idea that oh, you're coming into a space and completely changing everything that they're disrupting blah blah blah, blah which is all good like in theory it's, it's, it's a good idea right the idea is to disrupt spaces to you know create something new to push out the push out the old that's good but it can become quite tyrannical um, and you see it a lot with companies that just cut you, you you see like a few uh, for want of a better term like business wars where people are just doing things that are a bit out of pocket you know like cutting corners with customers or stealing from small businesses like I've seen a lot of things recently like not calling out any names but certain influencers brands stealing from smaller Twitter influencers like so there's a girl that does like knitted clothing like crochet clothing okay and it's just that Nirvana yeah yeah and like certain some of people's favourite influencers brand has been stealing literally carbon copies of her stuff and putting it on, her, on their website and she's wow. calling them out repeatedly but what can she do but obviously this startup is just saying oh yeah let's, the leanest way oh where can we find new designs oh let's follow this girl because she's great at designers but then they'll see a design and be like oh yeah can we do that and mass produce it and then all of a sudden but isn't that exactly what um, um, oh, what are they called the American company the, the girls P.O.T. Fashion Nova. No, no, no. Fashion Nova. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. But the thing is, with with clothing, it's hard because you can't actually um, 
you can't patent like patent clothes you can't patent a design you can't trademark a design because clothes is just for wearing you can't actually yeah. that's why it's so easy for people to do that and I'm not saying it's right but it's legal yeah I know but it's, it's one of those ones where you have I don't know there's a, there's a line between business and morality and, and, and the hustle in quotation marks that has to be kind of you have to kind of draw it out like where, where do you draw the line between that because yeah you're doing it it's for the good of the business you want to make profit but then you're also pretty much stealing from people yeah legally you're not stealing mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. morally everyone can see that you're stealing and it's trash yeah yeah do you know what I mean um, with mate the guy who originated the, the move faster break things Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> he, stole, mean, he, he, he stole Facebook he literally stole Facebook yeah he worked on it but like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. he literally stole it and while it wasn't illegal because yeah, of the was... way he did it like everyone knows that that's the trash yeah so I think that's another element that needs to be discussed um, there has to be some way that you can get everything you ever wanted work hard and still not be a prick <laughs> basically <laughs> I mean what else can we say that, that's true yeah yeah I mean side note they do say most CEOs are sociopaths but yeah they do say that Anywho, um, passive income. Yeah, I like this one. Passive income, I've come to realise, is like the fit tummy tea of the entrepreneurial world. It's this thing that everyone is like chasing after passive income, passive income, passive income. And like, it exists. Just like fit tummy tea, it works. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Like, yes, green tea does is like negative calories so you will burn some fat drinking green tea and in the same way you can make passive income but there's this kind of idea that people are making millions and millions of passive income online and i just haven't seen it no one said that <laughs> no one's actually said that who, who has actually the, said the way they've some made of these course sellers are lord some people actually said they've made or, millions or, or people, of people are passive saying income. six figures passive income <laughs> is like a normal people are acting like that's a normal thing <laughs> and first of all no it's not and second of all is it truly passive what the hell are they doing is it truly passive <laughs> if every day you have to log into <laughs> your shop selling money <laughs> yeah they I mean you know people, sellers gotta sell but is it truly passive if every day you have to log in and update this or change the advertising or study metrics yeah. is it truly passive when you own a house and rent it out if you have to manage the property and deal with tenants and things are breaking mm-hmm. and you have to do the whole you know personal relations I mean it's less work it's significantly yeah. less work than working a job but is it it's like people are acting as if like people love this phrase like money in your sleep and yes you can make money in your sleep but I don't know it's just this overhyped it's, make, it's like a buzzword that to make money in your sleep you have to put the work in when you're awake man yeah that's literally it like yeah you might have like an online store and when you wake up you have seven notifications and you're three grand richer cool but during the day you had to run those ads yeah during the, the weeks before you had to build the site all that stuff There's there is the groundwork and the, I guess the buzzword is oh yeah passive income oh, it's passive income I, I can be on holiday and I get this notification and now I'm three grand richer but 
what did you do before that and what are you going to do after the notification mm, word yeah so yeah I think maybe passive income is a myth Passive income isn't a myth because, like, I mean, semi-passive income exists. Not, not just that, but I mean, I always talk about how if you put money in investment funds, it will grow. And technically, interest is passive income, and appreciation on an asset is passive income. Mm -hmm. So, appreciation is passive income, but then appreciation happens over time. So, you're not spending energy, but you are spending time. Like, people basically act. Passive income is like. You do not Coke zero. Yeah. Passive income is like Coke zero. Like with Coke zero, what they're selling is zero repercussions. Not no. I mean, not really talking about the fact that yeah, half the chemicals in that will give you cancer. <laughs> in the same way, we talk about passive income like this thing that takes absolutely no effort yeah. whatsoever once you reach it. Mm. It's like it's Valhalla. You've reached the promised land, and now you never have to work on anything ever for the rest of your entire yeah. life, and it just doesn't work like that. It's like that. The um. You know those um, those Instagram accounts, the entrepreneur ones, where they have the guy, um, <laughs> the guy that's like on the treadmill, like chasing the money, and then the guy with the conveyor belt, and he's on the beach, and the money's like going to him. And yeah. Like, that's how people. That's like the simplistic way money of looking at it. Money on the beach. But wow, neither of them work like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, neither. Like you don't just chase money and then finally get it and then have to let it go. Yeah. Uh, well, some people do, but most people don't. It's usually more sustainable than that, and you don't just sit on a beach somewhere and have money come to you on a conveyor belt. You have to lay the foundation beforehand as well. Um, what else have we got? Have we got any more? We have a couple more. We're running out of time now. Um, quickly, invent. Don't reinvent the wheel. So you have to come out with something so massive, so unheard of, something that will literally shake tables. Instead of just doing what already exists a little bit better than other people. Or a lot better than other people. Personally, you don't have to invent anything to be rich in this lifetime. I agree. Um, you can literally model things that have already worked and look at the gaps. Because guess what? There are always gaps. Especially these big-ass companies. They, they actually get lazy. And that's something that I've realised <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Not just lazy, but they aren't agile. True. True. They're not looking for the. I think the most. I don't know. I don't, from some from everything that I've been looking at in terms of prospecting and really looking at how people do ads and stuff. Let's just say marketing, for example, right? I'm looking at these marketing campaigns and I'm like, you do realize you're just leaving so much money on the table because you haven't actually focused on converting the highest amount of customers. They're just trying to convert customers. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, bro, like, you just need to do something extra, give a little bit more, and you can convert the highest possible amount of customers versus what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just believe that, um, outside of what I just said, there are things that exist, you know, there are businesses that exist that are, you know, not sexy. You know, what we do isn't sexy. You know, being copywriters, you know, engineering music, that that's not necessarily that sexy because a lot of people want to be the artists. A lot of people want to be the big companies, the yeah. seven, eight, nine figure companies that everyone knows. And we don't get love or credit. We don't. Yeah, we don't get love or credit. Or people, a lot of people don't even know what the hell we do. You know, when, people, when I say I'm a copywriter, people are like, oh, law? Um, no, not law. Um, the other thing. 
But at the same time, those words can create massive wealth just having three, four, five clients in my roster. So at the end of the day, why am I looking to break my back to invent the next Facebook when I could just do something that works, do it a little bit better than people that exist in the market and make P that way? You know? Yeah. It's all about energy protection. Ah, this this is really all, this whole episode is just about energy protection. Yeah, I, like there's people try and reinvent things or reinvent the wheel, and that's often why they don't go anywhere because the wheel is <laughs> like wheel square. Yeah, it's like oh, an octagonal wheel, and like no, that's not how it works. It's you find something that's already working or a model that's already working and you copy it and then you find a way to do it different and better yeah. or do it uniquely enough that someone will want to come to you over the already existing modes of operation. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's how I see it. Yeah, again, it's all vanity, man. All is vanity. It's all wanting to be the first person to do this, not wanting to look like you've copied someone wanting to be seen as this great person who was you know revolutionary in their space and most revolutionaries didn't actually create anything new as, mm. as you said before they just did a different better or they were they did it the loudest and that they get a step further most people who create something new don't make money off it <laughs> it's true <laughs> like like people that came up with person who came up with the computer I mean if you think about it the mass behind the computer I forgot the name of the guy he died penniless uh, the person who made the keyboard and the mouse well the person who made the mouse is not eating well off the mouse the person who came with the internet is not making any money off the internet <laughs> like these are not the people it's like the Steve Jobs is the person who intru- quote unquote introduced the mouse to the world but the mouse was already in existence yeah. and it was, just wasn't being valued because the person who made it wasn't able to demonstrate its value effectively. Most of these people that actually move the needle aren't the ones that profit. Yeah, it's the people that clock value, copy it, and improve it and mm-hmm. make it viable to the to a larger market. So in the same way, stop trying to be the one who. I mean, no, maybe if maybe you want to change the world and you don't care about money and, and you're <laughs> some kind of hippie. So if that's you do you but if you do not, that give me that idea and I'll make money off it yeah <laughs> if you want to make money stop trying to move the needle figure out what's working take it and make it slightly different and better yeah and the last thing adverse circumstances mean you can't be successful let's, let's break that down a little bit this is one of the biggest myths I see on Twitter on Instagram and our community specifically um that because racism exists we can't be successful or we can't be that we can't elevate or we can't have any economic freedom or stability or and it's it's just so problematic to me like it actually hurts me to see it because like on the same twitter that people are saying stuff like this and using their circumstances as a reason why they can't be successful on the same Twitter every single week I see black people working in the city securing a bag black people doing stuff on entrepreneurial securing a bag black people making the best of their talents securing a bag and the thing is those are the people that don't have that mindset and it's like 
a lot of these people are so talented but think that they can't go anywhere because oh you know I was in a one parent household or because racism exists or because colonialism happened or because you know as long you know no matter how much money you make you'll always be black it's like well yeah but I'd I'd rather be black at a rose (laughs) than black at a, a golf so yeah that's the biggest myth for me yeah, I feel like um, oftentimes it's, it's like this. I guess it's an innate kind of self-deprecation that we have as people that grew up, I guess, not traditionally rich. We just think it's impossible. It seems as it seems something so so far away. Like for example, I was talking with a few um, guys from uni um, yesterday. Um, and we were just talking about engineering and the job prospects and one of them was like oh yeah you get paid 25k it's not too bad and I was like think about all the nights you spent like stressing out trying to do one question or like just one simple question and they want to pay you for this specialised knowledge of this one subject they want to pay you 25k do you think that's worth it? a year a year and they were like oh yeah but it's good it'll go up it'll go up but like I was trying to drum into their head like the stress and the time and like the effort that you got to get even an okay grade in this one subject and you're willing to accept 25 like that's where me and them were different like they couldn't see the difference between they couldn't understand what I was saying they couldn't understand that I value something to be much like I value my time and my effort to be much more than that but because that's what someone somewhere said is worth they can't see that the fact that I can value it more. And I feel like it's ridiculous to try and value it more. And I feel like that's it's a, it's a mentality thing, and it goes to all these it goes to all different kind of facets of of life. But that's just one example, and I think it's just something you have to work on for yourself. I don't think anyone can tell you to stop or stop you know downplaying yourself or stop making excuses for why you're not successful or why someone else is successful because that's something people have to do as well yeah Yeah, because I was even going to say like um, just to add in before we end why does everyone think you have to literally come from the rock bottom you have no you barely even have teeth in your mouth and you make something of yourself before that actually is success why do you have to have nothing in the beginning to be a success why is it legitimate why did you then why did you then make it on your own you know self-made and all that why why does it take you to have absolutely nothing in the beginning for then for every, all your all your efforts to actually be appreciated insecurity like this is basically i want to cut the story very very short but there was a tweet going around about a billionaire giving money away to college students and someone replied oh it's not even generous that's their duty um because of this bourgeoisie um, capitalist world that we live in they basically exploit the poor and that's how they got their wealth in the first place okay steve jobs then why don't you pay for someone's kids to go to nursery then (laughs) Um, that's the equivalent Go, go pay for someone's bus ride to school 
Not just that, but really? everyone seems to have an idea of what to do with other people's money. But like, you don't know what to do with your own. Like, <laughs> you don't even know how to make your own. Like, fam, I don't understand. I said in reply to that crap, sorry, it's crap to me. I said, yo, you have no president over someone else's wealth. You hadn't. You don't even know the person from Adam. You didn't have any participation in how they create their wealth. So why do you think you can dictate where the where their money goes, or not? Not just that. You but don't how, have any point. Not just that, but how do you know that that person's wealth is in cash? <laughs> Someone literally, I don't even know, had the time to really say five five tweets, a, a five thread tweet, whatever. And I was like, yo, this this one was talking about, yeah, actually they do exploit the poor, you know. I mean, you know, doing things um, legally can only take you so far, you know, tax evasion and stuff. And I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, I didn't know that trading was inhumane. I, fam, I didn't know having properties all over the world was inhumane. You know, I didn't know that that, that had anything to do with, you know, people in Africa or people in China manufacturing toys. Do you know what you. it is? Fam, do you yeah. not know how wealth is created? Do, do you know what it is? I used to be... The thing is, I used to be in that headspace where, like, oh... I remember having a conversation with you, Michael, about, it, like, oh, tax evasion. Like, oh, why would you evade tax? And, and it just makes so much sense. Now, I'm, I I think about it. Like, yeah. just because I earn more, I have to pay more? As if I'm not already paying more just by the fact that I earn more. Yeah, like... As in, I'm contributing more to our society and our system and, that and we live in. the people that are upset about me paying, me not wanting to pay more, are the people that are paying the bare minimum? Yeah. The people that contribute oh, nothing no, no, no. or worse take because they're on benefits. Yeah. Like, they're the ones complaining that I'm not paying all of my 50% tax. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, 50% tax is actually preposterous. Like, absolutely preposterous. Oh, like that, that is criminality. Forty-five percent. That I, that's, that, that's, that's what makes yeah. <laughs> that that's what that makes me understand people that say taxation is theft. Like forty-five percent. That's insane. That's, that's insanity. Insane. It's sickening. So like when someone's on hundred k in in this country, if you're on hundred k, you're on sixty. Mm. With national insurance, you're on about fifty-five. And then think about like everything else. Everything else. Bills. Yeah. Upkeep. So, Life. So you're actually better off Not- earning 55. <laughs> really injury because yeah. you you'll get to keep maybe a bit more because anything over that is just. I mean that's why. That's I mean that's why a lot of people spend on certain things so they could just so they can write it off. Because it's like I'm not giving this money to the tax man. There's no, you're not going to take this money from me. I'm going to find a way to spend it just so that you don't have it. Yeah, a lot of people negotiate things like oh, uh, like a 30k salary with like a company card with a limit of say like 40k. Yeah. So it kind of. And they'll up. get paid in dividends, and you can't yeah. tax dividends. Yeah. So. See, <laughs> so like, there's ways around it. I, I saw. I, say, um, I don't want to evade tax. I'm just saying that straight. I don't want a government body coming out here when I get my P. Well, there's tax evasion and tax avoidance. I want to yeah. do. I want to do no. the legal one to the first. Yeah, I want to. No, I want to avoid. Yeah, that, avoid, that's avoid. what I want to do. I don't want to evade. I want to avoid. Yeah. I'm gonna do protective it protective structures all around. Legally, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. protective structures all around. Get paid I, gov- in government bonds. I, I saw another like mad tweet this week as well. Someone was like. <sighs> They were like they were talking about how someone being rich is unfair, huh? and, then so, and then someone said, <laughs> <laughs> then someone said, you know what's really unfair? My landlord taking money every month for doing nothing, and it's huh? like, 
if he's doing nothing, <laughs> like, like take the roof off your head <laughs> and see if that's really nothing. Uh, people are funny, man. Do you think he got that house for free? People are funny. It all likely is in this economy. He's probably using your rent to pay the mortgage, so. Yeah. Doing nothing? <laughs> He's, he's not only taking on the risk of house ownership it's also if something in the house breaks guess who you're gonna call the landlord who does nothing I, just, I feel like people like pocket watching is a hobby that people with not a lot of money have and I know because I'm one of them but I pocket watch in a way that I want to know how you're doing that no, yeah. I'm yeah. going to make an excuse for why you have this. And give it to me because I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh. What do you deserve? Please tell me that. I mean, how can you tell someone how to spend their money? No, 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 no. I actually you... cannot believe that there are grown adults who are socialists. No, I'm no. demanding. I, I just cannot. I cannot believe at your big no, but age. You generally think you deserve someone else's money. How does that even make sense? The rich have an obligation to help the poor. Okay, but you have an obligation. To, to help those poorer than you, how much do you do? <laughs> yeah, but, but when you, but when you, when the homeless man asks you for fifty p, you're shuffling because you want to buy chips. So, so what's the truth? <laughs> Tell the truth. Keep the same energy. Oh, but no, but I don't have any disposable. Fam, do you think that billionaire has liquid money like that? Not just that. If you don't have any disposable income, then you should be wearing shoes on shoes only. <laughs> From here on out, I don't want to see any Nike. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, you better not be, you better not be wearing designer. Gosh, oh, that's even another one. But anyway, let's not even talk about that. But yeah, guys, um, it's just a little bit of a rambly one today. But we just wanted to debunk a couple of myths that are just pissing us off. Really, I can't like we just can't believe it. Um, at the end of the day, everything that we said, it's all our opinions. Don't come for us. It's just, you know, we're not telling anyone how to live their lives. They can come for us if they want. I'm not going to No, no, no. We're not telling anyone how to live their lives. You can come for me. I've got time now. Like... I've finished uni. I've got time now. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm currently (laughs) responding to these stupid people that are replying to this tweet of mine. However, at the end of the day, it's our opinion. So if you want to come and kill us for our opinions, then boy, that's that's you, innit? But, um, yeah. Please, um, if you did like this episode and if you want a little bit more content like this, just let us know. Email us. Um, don't forget to like, share, tweet it out. Um, please also subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast platforms like Spotify, which we are back on, by the way. Completely forgot that we need to say that. Hello, friends from Spotify. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Mm. If you can't buy it twice, just know that there's rice at home. This girl's actually so.